let's get right to it. Uh, we are uh, we had an ambitious goal at the beginning of this year, and it was going to be forty eight podcasts just for this year on living out a clear mission and building a healthy community. So we're winding that down. And the theme that we're talking about right now is enjoying the playground. How do you continually have a well to draw from, to give to others, to inspire, to create, to be innovative, to uh, come with fresh ideas and solutions, to be consistent on the skills and the fundamentals that aren't very sexy that you need to keep developing so that you can can build this community that you want to see happen. Well, uh, the thing that we're talking about right now is what it means to enjoy the playground. Life has challenging circumstances and great accomplishments require work, but I still want to look at life like a playground. I want to enjoy it. And if you're here and you're listening to this, you care about growth, you're passionate, you want to develop who you are and you want to have a good time doing it. Uh, there are people that are like, no, this is serious. We got to get down to it. Yeah, it matters, but I want to enjoy it. So part of enjoying it is connected to uh, my ability to re-engage the present moment after I've made a mistake. So if you want to enjoy the playground, what we're talking about today is we want to learn to reattach to the present moment, to re-engage it after we've made a mistake. I don't really identify with people that try to help others that talk about their decisions and choices in a way that they've got it all figured out and they always make perfect decisions. Uh, Nobody's like that. I also don't want to go to the other extreme where I beat myself up. Beating yourself up sucks. It's like if we're going to use the playground analogy, while some are swinging on the monkey bars, uh, most are in the corners of the playground saying, dummy, why didn't you make it all the way down the slide? You know, they're not trying to go down the slide. They're just mocking others. Uh, So many will critique and complain rather than going out and doing their own thing, Uh, whether that own thing means their own business or whether that own thing means taking their career where they are and owning responsibility for the career within the corporation they're in, not just saying, oh, it's always what other people do or don't do to me. Uh, if, If we don't understand that this is a playground and beating ourselves doesn't help us. Uh, It's like we would be critiquing ourselves because, hey, you didn't swing very high that time. You should be embarrassed. You're such a freak show. Great job messing up the jungle gym. Everyone knows who you really are now. Doesn't help us. So I'm not going to pretend like I have it all together and I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm just going to reattach when I make a mistake. I messed up this morning and last night. Um, I, I don't want to cast an illusion that you can always make great decisions about how you harness your mind or what you do with your habits and you're never going to struggle. No, it was one of those nights where I let my thoughts just run away from me. It activated my heart rate. I dozed off at 930, but woke up in a light sweat. Yes, early bedtime. I'm an old man. Uh, I I turned on football and that usually puts me under. uh, And it was about 10 p.m. where uh, I turned that on. I dozed back off about 1015 and I woke up again in a sweat and I'm not sick. Uh, I made some Yogi bedtime tea with two packets, double that dose. I did some deep breathing, trying not to get worked up into that, oh crap, tomorrow is huge and I need a great night's sleep, rabbit hole of insomnia. So repeat dozing and light sweating until about 1 a.m. while I lost consciousness until 4.30 a.m. Tossing and turning, right? I turned off my alarm and at that point, I wanted to try to sleep some more. 
and it's set for a dumb early time when I usually wake up. But I ended up waking up on my own at 6.17 a.m. I head to gym, sit in the sauna at about 200 degrees for 20 minutes, take a freezing cold shower while channeling Wim Hof, the ice man, and repeating, the cold is my warm friend. So I'm doing what I can. I'm ready to go. Get breakfast smoothie on the way to the office. I look at the task list. I know exactly what needs to get done to accomplish the highest priorities. And instead, I wasted time on the internet. I I wasted some time on some administrative tasks, and I just farted around. And then I realize it's mid-morning, and I'm way off pace. And I face this choice. Number one, I can beat myself up. I can try to punish myself, motivate myself to get back on track. Why can't you be better on the climbing wall or the jungle gym or whatever? Or two, I can laugh. I can relax. I can know there is no track to perfectly maintain. What does it mean to get back on track? I can re-engage the day, which includes writing this email and recording this podcast. See, there's no point in standing in the corner and beating yourself up. And I know it's not as easy as turning off a switch. Nutrition, rest, and physical activity, along with your ability to mentally reframe the moment, are what make up rejecting the approach of beating yourself up and being able to re-engage the moment. Look, when I wake up in the morning, and if it's a morning that I want to go trail running, there's a voice of shame that says, you're a fraud, it's been too long, you can't get back to where you were, look how out of shape and jiggly you are. But the reality is I'm not defined by what I have or have not accomplished. I just keep re-engaging the present with an eye to the future in spite of the mistakes. I want what I want bad enough to take the next step. So I'm all for, as we get ready for the next year, building new habits and triggers. And I love going after big goals, but I can't enjoy the playground if I'm in the corner bullying myself with shame. Notice the self-talk. Reframe the moment by recognizing the empty power of it. Nothing you are afraid of can take away or add to who you are. Celebrate the smallest of steps you've taken today. Be honest with yourself about your desires and just find the next step and take it. Now, I want to help you on this. Get really practical. So I'm going to give you a diagnostic for this. As we wind down the year and you set goals for next year, before I get into this diagnostic, it's just really simple. Let me give you two reminders. Number one, focus on sprints this next year. What I mean is if you said you wanted to write a book, I'm going to write a book next year. Write a book in a month. Um, you say, I can't do that. You'd be amazed. You have a mental governor and it's like what you tell yourself, how long it's going to take. Well, then you're going to fill the time with that. Will you get it done in a month? No, but you may get it done in two or three way before people that say, I'm going to do it over the course of the year. So focus on sprints. It's the difference between a five-year plan that you can say, yeah, I have this plan and I want to go after it, but I know that quarter by quarter, I am evaluating and running hard after what's in front of me. Two, as you set goals for next year, remember the playground. What do you really want? It's your playground. You don't have to go after things that you should, that you feel pressure to. Is it really true to who you are? And here's the diagnostic that I use. And I'm going to give it to you now, just some questions that you can use as you start thinking about the next year. In the category of your identity, who you are, looking back, here's the question. Where do I need to recognize and celebrate growth 
changes and accomplishments and who I've become. Just look back, reflect on it, ask yourself that question. It feels good to pat yourself on the back and go, yeah, good job. Good job embracing new ways of relating and being. Good job making changes. And now as you look forward with your identity for this next year, is there any part of you that isn't getting the attention and help it needs? What an empowering question. Is there any part of you that isn't getting the attention and help it needs? Go back to the seventh podcast of this, not year, but number seven from the very beginning where I talk about the welcoming all of who you are to the table. This is that table exercise we go through. Is there any part of you that isn't getting the help, attention and help it needs? What a, just look forward and think about next year how you're going to do that. Now let's switch to mission. Looking back, what are you glad you did this year? What do you wish you hadn't have done? What do you wish you had not done? And now as you look forward, what can I do in January I wish I would have done this year? Wait, shouldn't I just say next year? No, this is again about speeding it up. Do in January what you wish you would have done this year. Community. Looking back, what relationships drained or fulfilled me? I heard a long time ago relationships fall into one of three categories, draining, fulfilling, uh, or neutral. And uh, we want to fill our lives up with the fulfilling relationships. And sometimes we're in long-term commitments where we may feel drained for a season. And we need to persevere because we will hit a fulfilling season. But in your community, looking back, what relationships drained or fulfilled you? And then looking forward, in what ways can you be a better friend this year? By replacing your energy on fulfilling inter- fulfilling relationships and not draining ones. So you're just going to switch where you give your focus. Put it on fulfilling relationships, not draining ones. And in what ways can you be honest about the community that you actually enjoy? Not the one you're just trying to break into, but the one that really makes you feel alive. So use those, wrestle with those questions. And as you look at where mistakes were made, looking back, reattach, re-engage, go forward, and let's enjoy that playground. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Have an awesome day. Peace.